All right. Welcome to the Cultivate NYC podcast. I'm Luke Calvert, and I'm the spiritual development pastor here at Cultivate NYC. And I'm joined together, together by, today by? Robin Carabin. Why does together, why does that together matter that we said like that? Why? Because my Swiss <laughs> accent apparently has me say it wrong. What accent? That one. Together. Together. I love it. Yes, we are together today. And today we have a very special podcast. Today we're calling this podcast Co-Laboring. Now, Robin, why are we calling this Co-Laboring? We will talk about all the other organizations and ministries that we co-labor with in our neighborhood and in our city. And I think it's great for our church and the people following us on this planting journey to know why we co-labor and who we co-labor with so they can get to know us better and actually can get to know the ministries and organizations better that we co-labor with. Yeah, and like we always start this podcast by saying that this podcast exists to help serve the church, grow the disciple, and help us engage our culture and community for the gospel. Well, the way in which we help each other engage our culture and community for the gospel is by co-laboring with one another. Actually, uh, uh, one of the pastors on staff, Charles, Charles Wolford, he loves the word co-laboring. He wants to plant a church called uh, to co-labor. That, that I actually don't believe that you can really plant a church without co-laboring. All the things that goes into planting a church calls for co-laboring. And I'd, I'd argue that the Christian life calls for co-laboring. Yeah. I think you can plant the church without co-laboring, but I just don't think you're going to mm. do it effectively or with a kingdom mindset. And I think you run the risk of building your own little kingdom. Yeah. That oh. is not doing or functioning in the way that it is meant to. Mm, that's good. If you look in Romans, what you see is Paul... And not just in Romans, but mostly in Romans. Paul loves to invite us, the reader, into understanding co-laboring like this. If Romans 16, verse 3, Prisca and Aquila, Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Oh, or that's in 16, verse 3. Or in, in, in uh, Romans 16, verse 9, greet Urbanus, or however you say that name, our fellow worker in Christ. In, in Stychus my beloved co-worker in Christ. Romans 16, 21. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. And so does Lucius and Jason and Sophet and my kinsmen in the gospel. You see, Second mm-hmm. uh, Corinthians, as for Titus, he is my partner and my fellow worker among us. You see, what Paul is doing is he's inviting us into understanding this co-laboring, that yeah. these are my other workers in, for and the gospel. in another part, in the New Testament talks about that we should pray for more laborers in the vineyard mm. to come and help. And yeah. so if we look at the kingdom of God, we are meant to do it as believers in community, in partnership and co-laboring, just like Paul did. He did it with Apollos too. He yeah. said, you came and you planted, I water, God gives the growth. So it shows that picture of different people partnering, co-laboring for the same cause. Yeah, and so what we want to do on this podcast today is we really want to highlight those that Cultivate NYC is co-laboring with. Who are we in the trenches with helping Harlem and New York City grow in Christ's likeness, grow to, you know, we actually have the call as Christians 
to help redeem this land. We, what's that song that we sing and worship that we love so much? Like, you know, we really want to see, God, you know, God redeem the world that is around us. And that's actually the call for the Christian to labor as co-heirs with Christ for his kingdom on earth as it yeah, is. Yeah, we want to see reconciliation. That's right in people's lives, in their relationship with one another, in their relationships to God. And I think we do that best when we work with other ministries and organizations. Why? Because we don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's mm. other um, ministries and organizations that do an amazing job. So if we come and we just look past them and don't include them or don't let them include us in their process, it's like saying, we don't need you. We can do it better alone. And that doesn't mean that we need to work with everybody. Yeah. Like the values have to add up. I believe that's important, but we can work together and we don't, ha we can use every party involved can use their resources to further each other's mission. Yeah. And let, let, let's just give an example of what co-laboring looks like. Family day. We had really had a, the Lord put it on our heart, um, as Cultivate NYC to put on a, 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 what we originally, originally called a block party. And we'll get we'll tell, tell us a little story to kind of give them the picture of what co-laboring really is. And so as we were planning and uh, doing the work of the ministry to figure out what block, the block, Cultivate's block party was going to really look like, we began to, you know, dream all of these things, location, people, who are we inviting? How are we inviting? We had a mission trip from out of town. That's a version of co-laboring. And so we began to say, hey, let's block out one street in Harlem and let's just block it out. We're going to throw it a big party. It's going to be incredible. And the Lord's had different plans. So Rob, tell us about how we get, began to co-labor with the TA president and what, what that yeah, kind of so looks like. We were always co-laboring for family day slash block party but it really brought us to a place at the end when the, the family day actually happened where yeah. we ended up co-laboring and partnering with more people mm. that i've actually been praying for that i've been praying that we could or i could me and my wife co-labor and partner with some of these people so we ended up getting the basketball court behind the grand houses and the ta president and her team said use the basketball court would you like balloons? Do you need tables? I was like, please. So mm -hmm. she came with balloons and tables and with her team. And so we had the TA president on board. The community center said, oh, that's you guys are doing this. We're going to bring our 50 kids that are mm -hmm. at summer camp. They came. Yep. Um, the Christian barbers from Queens came and did haircuts for a whole afternoon. The photographer, Sylvester, grew up in Harlem and the Bronx. A local guy came and took... The icy them. joint was there. The icy guy was there. Yep. Um, and so we involved the people from Texas, the mission trip. And so there were so many different people, organizations, um, ministries, or just local organizations present that we did it as a team. We did yeah. it together and we did not do it as an individual, just us cultivate. We don't want nothing to do with nobody else. Yeah. So let's, that's kind of the epitome one of, of, of one specific event where we had like eight to 10 other ministries or individuals who are Christian barbers, Christian photographers, so on and so forth, Christian tenant presidents, the whole thing in one location. So let's go ahead and begin to highlight who are we co-laboring with as Cultivate NYC and what are some of those uh, ministries or parachurch ministries that we're currently working alongside of? Go ahead, pick one. Yeah, so let's start with 
none other than Young Life. Oh, yeah, I, 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 see, I, I see what you're doing there with the little. There you go. I like the. I was at camp and uh, I bought the whole store. So. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard um, you Young Life it. is a ministry that want they want to go to kids. They want to build bridges through authentic relationships and lead kids, which means middle schoolers and high schoolers, connect them to Jesus Christ. So they would connect all year long with middle schoolers and high schoolers to then, in the summer, bring them to summer camp to do two, to, two things. To give them the time of their life, mm-hmm. which I can tell they do that. I've been at their camp. And number two, introduce them to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so they are amazing. So why on a Friday night when we do our pizza and chill, would we not bring Young Life alongside and bring our kids some of the kids, some of the teens from our church, actually, to Young Life Camp. Why would we reinvent that wheel and do something else when they have everything to do that their best? Yeah. So that's why we partner with Young Life. Yeah, and, and I remember, I mean, just kind of a personal story. I was uh, impacted by Young Life in, in high school, and I went to Young Life every week, and it, it kind of served as the cool Christian thing for me. For me. Like, there, there was space to actually ask big questions and, and, and begin to experience the Christian life in that way and do it with fr- believers and non-believers. That was actually a space uh, mm-hmm. that I remember that believers and non-believers were at, and that felt like a comfortable space. So I remember Young Life impacting me in that way. So, all right, that's Young Life. Uh, we, we, we heavily uh, love Young Life. I know some uh, some Young Life um, uh, middle school leaders. That's what's that? What's what's Young Life's middle school called? It's called Wildlife. Wildlife. Because it's wild. That's more of my my speed. <laughs> I'm more of a wildlife guy. Let's go to Metro uh, World Child. Metro is something I have fallen absolutely in love with because of some of the things that we've gotten to do on Friday nights and church. If you're listening to this and you are a part of Cultivate NYC, Friday evenings in the fall are going to be something that you are going to want to get involved in. And Robin's going to tell us why. So Metro World Child is a nonprofit slash humanitarian faith-based organization started in Brooklyn over 40 years ago. And their mission is to, I'm not going to butcher it. I'm going to read it here. I could say it in my own words. It's bringing the message of hope to children. Mm -hmm. What it means in the day-to-day life of Metro World Child is they are trying or they are actively working to reach the most amount of kids possible with the message of hope, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so when it's semester in the fall and in the spring, they actually reach over 250,000 children Mm. worldwide per week. Unreal. That's unreal. So we, my wife and I, and now with Cultivate, partner with Metro because the children in the community absolutely love Metro. They call it Yogi Bear. Um, the yellow truck comes, the children come, and we reach anywhere between 200 and 350 people with the gospel on a Friday yeah. afternoon. Why would we not want to partner with them? And so being a part of Yogi Bear means that there's so many families that come and get connected to us, to me, and that then plays into all the other partnerships that we have where I can then know which children need literacy. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Which children are now middle schoolers and should be connected to the next thing, to Young Life, where they can keep growing and have community around the gospel. And so that's why we partner with Metro. Yeah, and if you know anything about our church, our church is is, is what I really think is, is, is centered around two things. We are a disciple-making church, and we are a, a church that will be deeply in its community. And Metro does this really well, centered around 
Central Harlem, West Harlem. We are impacting um, students and kids because what the work that Metro is doing at Cultivate, simply because this we're just say, hey, we'll show up. We'll be a part. We're not going to say this is our event. This is, we didn't do this, but one cool thing that we got to do because Metro exists is during around that family day, we did a truck outreach of our own working with and sponsoring a truck on a Tuesday. And that's that we got to see 1100 people impacted for the gospel through cultivate NYC because Metro world child exists. And so that, that's just one example of uh, one way that we've worked with Metro. So seriously, 10 Fridays and uh, 20 Fridays in the year, but 10, eight specific Fridays in the fall, you're not going to want to miss it. And when Christmas time comes, it's going to be game over. It's going to be game <laughs> over. Metro turns it up. I got to be a part of that last year. That's really one of the first things that I fell in love with Metro World Child and uh, seeing the work that they get to do and if anything that we get to be involved with uh, in terms of Metro, we're all in. So next uh, thing I want to talk about crew. If you know anything about crew, uh, my life's been impacted by crew. I've got some friends uh, at Ohio State that run uh, the international crew program at crew. But crew inner city uh, is a different specific focus, not just on the college campuses, but speak a little bit about crew. Yeah, inner so city. we are actually just starting our partnership or relationship with crew campus, campus crew which is the colleges around our area, City College, um, Columbia. And so that's starting. But Crew in the City, one of my really close friends, Willie, he is the director there. And so I'm naturally connected and I see what they do. And so we are just talking about how to serve the community better. They are a great um, ministry with a heart for the city. Their mission is to partner with churches and ministry to build bridges between the churches and the ministries and the community to connect them to Christ. And they want to do that in the inner cities of New York. They really want to reach people that live in under-resourced communities and connect them to build, building bridges with ministries and churches so these people can hear about Jesus and then get discipled. And they do this well, and they're in the city, so they're great. Yeah, anybody that's interested in discipleship? I'm game. I'm you there. Probably so, be a part of that. Yeah, I got to meet Willie at uh, Jess's baby shower, uh, and I got. It was to also see- mine, but yes. Well, yeah, you, you, you were there. You were there. No, I was no, there. no. I played a little role. Yeah, you, yes. played a, you played a little. <laughs> when you say a little, it's a very accurate amount. We do play a little role in that, mm. but. Uh, I got to meet Willie and hear his heart uh, mm-hmm. for not just uh, New York City, but for Harlem and the inner city program that Crew is running and. Um, one thing about crew that 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 that, that I, I know the crew program at Indiana University very specifically, and a lot of my friends have come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ because of crew's ministry. Uh, so yeah, so what's the next uh, partner? In- Urban Hope. Yeah, Urban, Urban Hope, Hope is. Um, we said that in sync. That was nice. Um, Urban Hope is located in Staten Island. They are a facilitating ministry. They are the ones that are really just setting us up for success in terms of the literacy program. Uh, my friend Chad. He is a part of that, and he really is the brain behind many things that they do. And so their heart is really just to connect people in communities to local churches so there can be follow-up, discipleship. And they really, their their vision and mission is, is really big. They're like, we want to be in all the NYCHA communities in New York City, and there's 330-some. And so they have just resources and grants, and they invested into the community. Their mission 
is bringing hope to under-resourced communities. And so they really just go show up with local churches. I like it that they don't just come do something and then leave. They do it with local churches. They would show up. They would do a community day, invite different churches. One church would come do worship. Another one would do a prayer station. Another church would run the pantry. Somebody else would give away baby supplies. Other people would give away Christian books. And so there's just music. But everybody that comes to that event is going to be connected to a local church so the follow-up can happen. And so what we... Why do we partner with Urban Hope? Because their heart for the city, and especially in West Harlem, is great. And we, we have the same heart for, for the neighborhood. And their connections and resources, by partnering with them, we really are set up to do a literacy program and try to move the needle um, on this issue of children that grow up in Harlem that are not sufficient, don't have sufficient literacy skills. So, hey, really quickly, if you know anything about Cultivate NYC, you know that September is our launch month. It's launch month. Yes. So, what does that mean, Robin? Our church is officially launching. We're launching. That means all four Sundays in September, 4, 11, 18, and 25, we have something unique and special for you. Mm. Starting at the launch barbecue on the 4th, if you've got no plans. Actually, let me rephrase that. You have plans now. You have plans now. uh, September 4th uh, from 2 to 6 p.m., and we'll get you the details on that. Uh, Go to uh, our Instagram, cultivate underscore NYC, to get the exact de- details for that. The 11th, we're doing baptism service. So we have some people in our church interested in getting baptized. We're going to have a normal church service, but really celebrating those in our church who have made the decision to get baptized. The 20th, uh, or excuse me, the 18th, we're having what we're calling is a praise party. Like we're throwing it up and you are going to want to be involved in that. Do not miss it. Uh, and then the 25th, really, really cool. We're having what we're calling a cultivate day. We're just the culmination of all the things that the Lord has done. There might be some shirts and tote bags Sh- and notebooks and merch. Tote bags? Fun? Mm. Gospel? I mean, what, there's not much <laughs> more that you could want. We want to see you there uh, every single Sunday in September, really to just catapult our church into what the life... Can they bring a friend? You, hey, are, are they allowed to Like the one friend they've been... Praying that for and one, thinking about for months. Bring the friend. We want to see you there. Cultivate launch month is coming in September 4, 11, 18, and 25. See you there. All right, now we talked about Metro, we talked about Young Life, we talked about Urban Hope, we talked about Crew Inner City and Crew Collegiate. Who is the next partner in crime that we that, that that we partner with at Cultivate NYC? So one ministry that is doing a great job in Harlem, they really are about serving people. And they have, every time I reached out, they really served us unconditionally. Um, it's the Dream Center in New York City. Yeah. Um, They are out and about. They are connecting with people. They are hosting community markets, and their approach is a holistic approach. 
Once again, not to butcher it, it's a holistic care for neighborhoods experiencing poverty through community markets, visitation, and residential assistance. So what they do is they build relationships, authentic relationships with people in communities that are underserved, and then they would host a community market where local churches would come and serve at, and people from the community could come and serve at. They would also, at some point, probably still now, host community dinners, um, then for Christmas, they host uh, Christmas present giveaways at the local community centers. They visit people. Right now, they have a big initiative where they're signing up children and families to receive school supplies. So you can sign up online and then the Dream Center will get you school supplies delivered. And so they're, once again, a ministry that is co-laboring. They have a lot of experience when it comes to humanitarian aid, food pantries, um, community markets, and they also have great resources that we got to use for family day, carnival games, and stuff like that. So it's a joy to work with them. Once again, I know these guys for for years, and there's a trust, and I we know their heart is for the community, and that's why we love to partner with them. Yeah, and and I think one one way that I've got to experience the Dream Center is they really care for. Uh, the city in which they live and that one way they do that is through a, a specific cool prayer walk that we kind of got to use for one of our mission teams uh, is that they sent us the prayer walk that they've built out and we got to kind of form uh, a prayer walk around the way in which they have prayed for the city and done that for years so uh, that was a cool uh, kind of kingdom concept that we got to we got to adopt there one thing that I am most passionate about because Robin is most passionate about this, has been most recently literacy. Like the whole idea around literacy and what actual path and trajectory you go on as a child in terms of uh, keeping up to date with where you're at on the scale of not just like state testing, but like actually becoming a, a, a learning and knowledgeable human being. Mm -hmm. That What's the st statistic by third grade if you're not well, up to... You learn how to read and write until second grade. If you can't read or write at grade level by second grade, mm -hmm. then you can't learn. Because you learn how to read and write so you can then keep going and actually know how to read and write so you can learn better. If you can't read and write sufficiently at grade two, then you cannot progress in learning at the speed that you need to because you can't do the fundamentals, which you can't read and write. So whatever you're supposed to learn, you don't understand because you don't read or write sufficiently. And in Harlem, we're facing the problem that some of the schools, um, they have really low scores for the state tests where only 35% of all the fourth graders are sufficient mm -hmm. in reading. Um, there's one school where that percentage is 15%. Wow. That means out of 100 students, only 15 are sufficient in reading and writing skills. And so what it does is if you're not sufficient, if you are illiterate by second or third grade, your chances of going to jail, just especially as a boy, they just skyrocket. And so if you struggle with literacy, the easiest way to move the number in terms of um, boys growing up going to jail is really teaching literacy. Wow. And the reason I bring this up is because one way that we're partnering to tackle this task is through the community center. So speak a little bit about the partnership with the literacy program and the community center uh, in the NYCHA housing in which we are going to be partnering. Yeah, so the community center, 
they wanted me to work for them. I said, I, I don't want to work for you. I want to work with you. Mm. And so they're great. They bring their children to our Friday outreaches. We know them. We use the bathroom there all the time. That's one way we, we blow with up. Them. Yeah, we partner <laughs> with them. We're really grateful. We blow up our water balloons in there. We sometimes, even when it's raining, we get to do the lesson in there. And what we are doing now is we are offering them and saying, hey, literacy is a problem in this community. And they agree that it is. And so they said, can you... So after talking about it, they were like, can you do it here? And so we're like, yes, that's, that was my goal. Mm -hmm. So we are now doing the literacy program in the local community center every Saturday. And we do it in partnership with other churches and ministries, but also a lot of the people involved um, in terms of tutoring or teaching literacy is the people from our church. And so it's going to be a group of about 19 to 20 Christians that are on the team that come on a rotation basis, they don't have to be there every Saturday, but they come once a month, twice a month, three times a month on Saturday morning, starting in September. And we're just going to take two hours and we're building relationships with the children, giving them a positive learning atmosphere. We're giving them a mentorship component where we're doing lunch together and we're just catching up and talking about life. We will ha be having workshops um, with the parents on how to create positive learning environments for their children in their homes. And so we just have a wonderful opportunity to serve the community with something that is really relevant and needed. Yeah. And we have only open doors. Everybody's yeah. like, please come do this. Please also do math. Please do regular um, homework aid. And so we are just blessed to have these opportunities where we get to come and work and partner with the local community center where we could just get to be in there. We can have our library in there. It could just be there. We can use their Chromebooks. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And we're grateful for that. This is a good example of how you can use your God given skills that don't seem immediately ministry impact into ministry. Like my wife uh, was a teacher. She taught first grade, second grade. She taught third grade. She did SPED for, for a year. Excuse me. And uh, she, I came from the, the depths of me. Um, but she's going to be volunteering uh, because she, she had a passion for teaching. And this is an easy, applicable way for her to use her God-given skills in ministry, helping young kids learn how to read so that their true life trajectory could be changed because of this literacy program. And their parents are learning not just skills around how to help... The, the idea, as I understand it, is not just learning atmosphere, but really life atmosphere. What does it mean to holistically yeah, care and we for do it as kids? Christians. So there, even though we're not preaching Bible verses yeah. in the literacy program, it's still a bunch of Christians that live in the community that shine their lights and just serve the community. And the community will see or, or knows that, oh, these people really care. Why, would, why else would they be showing up on a Saturday morning? So. Yeah, that's really exciting. If you want to be a part of it, you should connect with us. Yeah, and lastly, but not least, we already talked a little bit about the TA president, but I'll never forget uh, us being at family day and her crew just like circling up, chilling out, caring for the tenants in their building, but also helping us put on the family day. And so talk a little bit about her and her team. So there's a team of six. It's the treasurer, the president, the vice president, so on and so forth. But every single one of the people on that team has had a grandchild or a child that came through our Sunday school wow. on Friday nights wow. and or Friday afternoons. And so there is a existing relationship. The community was so excited when the new TA president was elected because the last one was a little bit hard mm. in terms of connecting and dealing with people. And so the community loves her and she loves us. 
and we love her. And so that's why this week we're going to Grand Day and we're serving at Grand Day. We're helping her out and we were able to use her tables and she brought the balloons and now we're bringing our um, portable portrait station over there. And it's just wonderful to partner and be together in the community for the community. Yeah, Cultivate NYC exists to love its community and impact it for the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they may know that through literacy, through the Dream Center, through a prayer walk, through Crew Inner City, through the TA president, through Metro World Child, through fill in the blank, that they may know that Jesus loves them, that he's their savior. Amen. We will do anything as a church to co-labor in this city for the gospel so that students, kids, adults, grandparents may know that Jesus is the king. And that's what co-laboring is really all about. It's not about uh, getting numbers. It's not about making ourselves look good. It's not about talking about all the connections we've made in the city. It's the avenues for the gospel. Mm -hmm. And if we have an avenue, we're going to take it. And so if you are a member of Cultivate NYC and you come and uh, consistently jump into one of those things, and the way that you can do that right now is we have uh, a service and volunteer opportunity on this coming Saturday, if you're listening to this uh, before Saturday the 20th. 20th, go to our Instagram and sign up for Grant Day volunteer work between 12 and 6 p.m. That might look like helping out for, for, for an hour at a bounce house or helping with the backdrop of our, our, our photo um, booth that we're putting on for them. Let's serve our community. And so if, if, if it's not grant day for you, go ahead and comment on the YouTube page or DM us on Instagram and just say, Hey, I want to be involved with uh, serving our community. And, uh, Robin will reach out with you, get coffee, uh, maybe even coffee on him. Uh-oh. And, uh, we'll talk about how you, <laughs> the, ne- the next steps you can take. Uh, to really getting involved with Cultivate NYC and how we impact and love our community. That's right. All right, this is the Cultivate NYC podcast. Thanks for tuning in.